this is the Spiritual Awakening Show. I'm Brent Spirit, and this is my Psychedelic Psilocybin Mushroom Manifesto. Today, I'm going to share about some of my greatest teachers, the Magic Mushrooms. I'll be speaking about how they showed me that both separation and death are unreal, about the conversation I had with them about why they're illegal. I'm going to be talking about how they're actually more about putting an end to hallucinations than actually inducing them, contrary to what many might think. I'll also be sharing a quick guide on how to approach the mushrooms and some insight on the importance of actively integrating your realizations in your everyday life. If you're interested in finding out more about me, in downloading my free ebooks and audiobooks, or contacting me directly with any questions about your spiritual awakening journey, visit my website, brentspirit.com. Before we get into this episode, I just want to take a quick second here to give a shout out to all those that have been engaging with me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and email. I appreciate connecting with you all. I love you all. Thank you so much. Now, let's get into my little psychedelic psilocybin mushroom manifesto. Enjoy. Today we're going to take a deep dive into the topic of magic mushrooms, the psychedelic experience, and spiritual transformation. I'll be sharing some of my personal experiences of far-out trips in which I saw beyond separation and beyond death. I've also got some interesting insights and some basic guidelines for how to approach the mushrooms and how to work on integrating the things that they might show you. But before I get into that, let me just share a quick disclaimer here. I'm not a shaman, nor am I an expert on hallucinogens. I'm just here with some of my own experiences, insights, and perspectives to share with you. Personally, I have benefited greatly from the mushrooms as a tool for spiritual expansion, healing, and insight, but I'm not here to say that you should or must use them for yourself. I don't believe they're absolutely necessary for spiritual transformation. I know people that have been completely transformed for the better by the mushrooms. I'm one of them. But I also know people that have used them without reporting any spiritual insights or implications. So do whatever you feel inspired to do. Just be mindful of your safety, the safety of those around you, and the law. As a spiritual teacher, I want to be open and honest with you. Some of my experiences with mushrooms have been some of the most transformative spiritual experiences of my life. If I don't share a little about them with you, I feel it's kind of like I'm pretending that my spiritual development is solely the result of my sober practices. The fact is that it's not. There are many spiritual teachers out there that have definitely tripped and benefited from hallucinogens and psychedelics, but they speak very little about it. Now, I can understand why they may hold back, but to me, it sometimes seems like they're pretending that they got to where they are solely because of their meditation or their sadhana. I think psychedelics, particularly the mushrooms, deserve some credit here, at least for the way that they've helped me. So this is my attempt at sharing openly about them 
while at the same time trying not to come across as that crazy magic mushroom guy. So psychedelic mushrooms, magic mushrooms. I first heard about them in grade six. A cop came to my school and he gave us a talk about saying no to drugs. As a visual support for his speech, he had a poster board there with about 40 different drugs and substances on it. These weren't just pictures of these substances, but they were literal physical objects that were laminated very tightly to his board. So this was meant to give us an idea of what all of these drugs looked like so that we could say no if we were ever offered them. Well, when I saw the magic mushrooms on that poster board, I became very intrigued. And I was wondering, you know, how could a mushroom be a drug? Well, fast forward a few years, I'm in my early teenage years, I'm in the midst of a dark depression, and I've just discovered spirituality, mindfulness, and the practice of being in the present moment, thanks to Eckhart Tolle. The spiritual work and the spiritual path has consumed me at this point. Spiritual transformation is now my top priority. I came across some reading online about magic mushrooms, serving as a catalyst for spiritual awakening, deep healing, and insight. Now, knowing that many drugs can be addictive and can be dangerous if taken in high amounts, I looked into how addictive and dangerous the mushrooms were. Well, it turns out that they're not addictive at all. And the lethal dosage is so high that it's nearly impossible to actually ingest that much, let alone get your hands on a supply that large. So I began reading trip report after trip report. Countless people were claiming to have had incredible spiritual experiences while tripping. People spoke about feeling, knowing, and experiencing a sense of unity with all of existence. Being completely in the present moment, feeling unconditionally loving and loved. I then went on to learn and to understand that many cultures throughout history have used plant medicines, like magic mushrooms, as spiritual initiations. So by this point, I was convinced. I had done my homework, and I felt ready to find out about these mushrooms for myself. So I went with the flow, and I ended up on my first trip. It was beautiful and perfect. Now, I'm not going to bore you with all the details of it, I'll just share a few quick things. On this trip, I saw that nature is expressing itself in a perfectly choreographed dance, eternally. And I understood that I was not separate from nature, and that all that was unfolding within me and through me was part of that perfect dance. This brought a sense of surrender, of gratitude, of connection, love, and wonder to me. Over a decade later, though these feelings ebb and flow, they have remained to some degree, in my experience, ever since. At this point in my life, I was about 15 or 16, I was dealing with loneliness, rejection, and depression. This suffering is what drew me towards spirituality in the first place. So overcoming this suffering was my intention, my aim. And at the peak of my trip, 
I found myself alone, wrapped up in a blanket, safe and cozy in a bed in the dark. I put my headphones in, I closed my eyes, and I began to listen to my favorite album of all time, Tools Lateralis. Now this album is the first spiritual teaching that I was ever really exposed to. It explores deep themes of things like forgiveness, intuition, immortality, being in the present moment, and transcending the ego. I definitely recommend that you check it out, listen to it start to finish, if you feel called. Highly, highly recommend this album, Lateralis by Tool. If you're familiar with the visionary artist, Alex Gray, he's possibly the most famous psychedelic artist, well, he's done most of Tool's artwork. They're definitely a very spiritual band. I feel like if you like my message, you like the things that I share here on the podcast, you'll appreciate this band. So as a little bit of a side note here, I know I'm going off on some tangents here, praising Tool. I want to also speak about something that I have called synesthesia. So synesthesia is the fusion of one or two senses. It seems to be the result of some wiring being crossed within a person's brain. So some people can taste sounds, for example. They hear a sound and it comes with a taste in their mouth. Very trippy. Well, for me, within my mind's eye, I see sounds. I always have. They look kind of like those Windows Media Player visualizations from, you know, way back, if you remember different colors spinning and morphing and changing and, and that sort of thing. That's kind of what I see in my head, in my, in my mind's eye. Whenever I hear any music or any sounds, there's an associated visual with it. So this is involuntary. It's uncontrollable. It just happens. It's always happened. I actually thought everyone had this until I mentioned it in school one day when I was a young kid, and everyone thought I was crazy. So that's how I found out that this is not normal. But anyway... So on the psychedelics, people are known to sometimes experience synesthesia. And this is quite common on mushrooms. Well, during this trip, my first trip, while listening to this Tool album, my synesthesia became enhanced like a thousandfold. And as I relaxed into the bed, I left my body and began to fly through a vortex of dancing visuals and colors that were moving to the music. It was immaculate. The themes in the music were touching me deeply. And then finally, it seemed as if there was a light at the end of this vortex. I came out of this vortex, and I was in what I understood to be outer space. And that light was revealed to be the Earth. And what I saw was many different people on the Earth myself included, I was one of them out there, and at each of our feet, there was a flame that reached up to our heads. Now, on the ground, this flame crawled like a grid between each person, connecting them all. So they were all on fire. They were all lit up by the same flame. What I understood this to represent was unity. And I saw, I felt, I experienced directly that there is no separation, that we are all one. And in this moment, my feelings of loneliness, depression, 
and rejection seemed unfounded. Well, as the trip came to an end, I was transformed. Intuitively, though, I understood that what I had seen and experienced would fade away into a memory and then a memory of a memory. I knew that I had to work on what I was shown. I knew that I had to live as if I had understood that oneness is the nature of reality. I knew that I had to actively work to uproot the parts of me that were operating and relating with others based on the idea of separation, which I at this point became aware was an illusion. So I understood that that the mushroom trip wasn't a quick fix. I knew that I had to actively work to integrate what I was shown so that I could embody the oneness and the unconditional love and bring that out into the world and make it a part of my everyday life and not just something that I experienced while on that trip that lasted a few hours. So more than 10 years later, that practice of integration and embodiment continues. So of course, it's true. At the right dosage, mushrooms will cause you to hallucinate. You may see all sorts of things, you know, like how I flew through a vortex of dancing colors and fractals and patterns. But one of the most powerful revelations that the mushrooms offer is the clear seeing beyond the illusion of separation. To me, this clear seeing is actually the opposite of a hallucination. I feel that the mushrooms can make us hallucinate to see things that perhaps aren't really there, but they can also make us stop hallucinating, to stop seeing things that aren't actually there, like separation. Separation is a real hallucination. We experience it when we're sober. The mushrooms allowed me to see beyond that. So I don't want you to feel as if the magic mushrooms are all about hallucinations and crazy vigils. It's actually the opposite. Their most powerful offering is the revelation of oneness. So over the years, I've had many different mushroom trips. Along the way, I've learned a few things about tripping with the intention of spiritual development that I'd like to share with you. Of course, this is just my perspective and opinion. Your relationship with the mushrooms is ultimately up to you. To have a meaningful trip that actually transforms your perspective is quite simple. You have to treat the mushrooms as you would any teacher, with respect. A good teacher doesn't need their students' respect. To be a good student, however, one needs to respect the teacher. Respect for the teacher is not really for the teacher. It's for the student. So as a student, when you respect your teacher, you humble yourself before them, you put aside your ego, and you open yourself up to learning what the teacher has to teach. This is why respecting the teacher is actually about respecting yourself. So I feel that this applies to all student-teacher relationships, of course, especially the mushrooms. They can show you some incredible things, and they can teach you things beyond words. Respect them and use them for that purpose. Remember that you don't hang out and joke around with your teachers. You go to them to learn. 
The same applies to the mushrooms. So that should be the general approach. Set clear intentions about why you plan on tripping and tend to see things from a new perspective. Be ready and expect to face yourself perhaps for the first time in your life. Acknowledge that just as the mushrooms may show you beauty, they can also show you darkness that needs to be brought to the light of your awareness. This can be incredibly challenging. If there are a few areas of your life which you want to examine from a different perspective, keep them in mind, but don't get too specific or logical about any of your problems or hang-ups. Most of the time, whatever you need to see will be so obvious that you'll wonder why you made it such a big deal to begin with. Allow the mushrooms to lead your experience, to show you what you need to see, to guide you along your trip. On a trip, you aren't the leader, you're a follower. Surrender to the mushrooms and trust. Just enjoy the ride as a passenger. When using any psychedelics, there are two main factors to consider, known as set and setting. Set refers to your mindset. Generally speaking, you should be excited and willing to explore with the mushrooms. It's best to be in an overall good headspace during a time when you feel generally stable. This is a subjective point that you need to discern for yourself. It's true that some people that are very depressed experience a mushroom trip and have their depression dissolve with lasting effects. For others, sometimes the mushrooms can amplify negative experiences and actually make things a little worse. The general idea here is that you shouldn't go into the trip feeling terrified of what might happen or seeing the trip as an escape from the challenges of your life. It's interesting that some people that are opposed to hallucinogens sometimes refer to them as an escape from reality. Well, in my experience, it's actually the opposite. Psychedelics enhance your reality to the point where the things that you've been denying become incredibly clear. Whether you're denying that you've got some issues or that you're one with the divine, in some way or another, your denial will be exposed. So that's why having a good mindset is key. The second important factor is your setting. Where are you and who are you with? Is it a safe, positive, comfortable environment? Are the people that you're with the type that you can be vulnerable around? Perhaps you need a sober guide, a sitter, to oversee that all is well. Whatever it is, don't neglect your setting or your mindset. Trip with people that you trust and enjoy and make it clear to them about why you're tripping. Make it clear to yourself as well. If they're not interested in having a life-changing experience, find someone that is or get them interested by telling them a little bit about what these substances are capable of. Make sure that they're in a good headspace as well. If they have doubts or fears, don't encourage them to trip. You'll have to deal with their anxieties when they start coming out during the trip, and that's not fun, especially when you're tripping too. Make sure that you'll be able to get some time alone in a comfortable place to just sit with yourself. Close your eyes and take a look inside. 
Sensory deprivation alone is known to induce mystical states of consciousness, deep meditations, visions, hallucinations, and more, all when sober. So the most ideal way to get the full benefit of the mushrooms is to experience them alone in silent darkness. If you remember when I spoke about my first trip, I mentioned that I spontaneously ended up in the bed in the dark. This was kind of like a sensory deprivation experience, except of course, with music. It was for this reason that I was able to leave my body and to let go fully into the experience. I didn't have to deal with all this other stimulus of trying to look at the world or talk to people or playing with something with my hands, fidgeting or whatever. I was totally relaxed, eyes closed in the dark. So when you go into this quiet place with minimal stimulus and you close your eyes, you're probably going to see some cool colors and stuff, some visuals, some hallucinations, but that's just the icing on the cake. The flashy light shows and crazy patterns, it's all just for show. Hallucinating is really something special, but it is secondary in importance. What comes first is the alternate perspectives of your idea of yourself, your beliefs, your culture, your creativity, your fears, your thinking, and so on. That's what really counts. I know I'm making it sound like this is serious business, and I feel that it really is. But at the same time, tripping can be one of the funniest, most exciting, emotional things that you could ever do. But if you want to have the best experience, if you ask me, you have to approach it with a little bit of seriousness. Have no expectations about your trip. You might meet aliens, you might meet God, an angel, or you might not. Let go of all expectations and your trip will be far better than anything that you could have expected. Now, I want to share an interesting experience I had with the mushrooms one time. So when you use them, it's quite clear that they have an intelligence. They have a personality. They communicate with you. If, of course, you're in a position to hear them. The mushrooms are incredibly sagely, witty, and profound in their messages. It's like they have a real personality. Well, in North America, mushrooms have been considered illegal since like the 70s. This was something that perplexed me. So considering how transformative my experiences with them were, I always wondered how could God or the universe or source have allowed magic mushrooms to be illegal? In some ways, I saw the mushrooms as a potential solution to much of the world's suffering. I felt like, you know, people could use them for healing and insight in the same way that I have. And we could see, really see, that we're actually all connected and that love is the only thing that really matters. So I always wondered, why then? Why are they illegal? Well, on one trip, I straight up asked them. And they told me that at this moment, they're illegal because they want to be illegal. They said that no man or woman that is part of any government can actually govern over them. The mushrooms themselves decide who will experience them, when, where, and how. And through synchronicity, they govern themselves. So we just think 
that it's people in the government controlling the legal status of the mushrooms, when in fact it is actually the mushrooms themselves that are influencing the people in the government to make these laws and regulations and all that kind of stuff. So I asked, why do you want to be illegal? And they explained to me that they wish to be illegal because what they have to offer in terms of insights and self-knowledge is only available to those that are willing to cross the line. Crossing the line and breaking the law is the mushroom's requirement. Only free-thinking people interested in reclaiming their sovereignty are worthy of the insights that they have to offer. If someone isn't willing to break the law in exchange for the unfathomably invaluable insights that the mushrooms have to offer, then those people are simply undeserving. Just something interesting to think about. So I have one more personal story that I'd like to share with you. Following the wisdom of Terence McKenna, I ingested five grams of psilocybin mushrooms and sat in silent darkness. This is known as the heroic dose. Terence McKenna would say that such a high dosage combined with sensory deprivation was the way to truly experience the mushrooms. So often, people would take a very low dosage in an environment filled with external stimuli, and so this wouldn't allow them to fully experience the trip or the mushrooms. And then after, they would report that nothing meaningful happened. Well, Terence, his rebuttal was, well, try the heroic dose. Take five grams and sit in silent darkness and then tell me if nothing happens to you. Well, I did that. And I was shown all of existence. Everything. Nothing was not included. It was all there. And it was all one. There was no separation. And then the mushrooms asked me, Do you see death anywhere in this picture? And I looked, and I couldn't see death anywhere. And I answered, no. There is no death. There is only life. Eternal life. One life. Death is a lie. Since processing and integrating this experience, the concept of death, of no longer existing, has completely dissolved. I don't fear death. I know that I am immortal and eternal, as you are too. Now that doesn't mean that I won't flinch if you point a gun at me. I probably will. I still exist within a body that's programmed for survival. But the idea of non-existence, of death, has completely fallen away. I exist. I always will. The same goes for you. I really believe that the universe, God, source, has a great sense of humor. So the mushrooms are one of the greatest teachers on the planet. They can show you God, which exists both within and outside of you. The mushrooms and their teaching are prestigious.
and yet they grow on cow turds. Can you believe that? They actually grow on poop. That's where you find these mushrooms in nature. You've got to be real humble and curious to be willing to learn from something that grows on poop. When working with the mushrooms, arrogance is best left behind. So the mushrooms will show you incredible things, but it's absolutely necessary to integrate what you've seen and realized into your everyday life. You must contemplate, process, love yourself, meditate, and have patience. Personally, for every trip that I've had, I've spent countless hours in meditation, in devotion, in love, and in surrender, working on integrating what I experienced into my everyday state of consciousness. This is a long process. There are no shortcuts. If you take mushrooms or any other plant medicine or hallucinogens, they're not a magic pill. They show you a thing or two, and then you need to put in the work. And if you're not willing to put in the work, then don't bother. When you're tripping, remember, it's just the trip, and it won't last. Whether you're having a good time or a bad time, it's not going to last. It's just another fleeting experience. When you come down, you're more or less going to return to who you once were. You will probably be changed a little, but don't expect much. Change takes place over time as you live out what you've learned on the trip. So don't be attached to any experiences, realizations, insights, or epiphanies as if they're complete. You have to live them out in your everyday life. Your experiences while tripping will eventually turn into memories, and from there, they'll just fade away. What lasts is the result of the work that you put in after being inspired by your psychedelic trips. Enjoy the ride. Much love.